Greetings, ghouls. Okay, so to bring it to a weird tangent, in a tangent, within a tangent. Skewed into this tangent. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Fetch of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. All right, I definitely peaked on that one. <laughs> you might have hit the red. <laughs> Do you know what tonight is, bro? Is tonight a full moon? Yes, it is. Oh. You planned this, didn't you? I didn't. It's just, it's synchronicity is what it is. You know, like... Scrantonicity? Hey, what? Uh, you probably don't watch The Office. Never mind. I mean, I've seen it. Okay. I've been in an office. Does that count? Yeah, one of the guys had a police cover band called Scrantonicity. Ah, that sounds like a horrible band. They were. No, tonight is the full moon. So technically, to the layman, it's three days. You get the full moon peak, and then the days before and after are also the full moon. So technically, if you want to wolf out, you get three days of partying, man. It's like a long weekend. It's, uh, it's so March 18th, the worm moon. So most of the moons are named after Native American things. The warm moon was basically the beginning of spring because the ground was starting to get warmer and softer. So earthworms were starting to pop up. So this is the worm moon. Not not really a badass sounding full moon, but, you know, full moon nonetheless. So go out and howl. Yeah. Sorry. How you doing, bro? I'm... I'm doing good i'm a, I'm a little bitter right now because i went out i left all my like a bunch of my equipment in my car and i went outside and my car is covered in fucking snow yeah it's snowing it's uh yeah it was 60 degrees like a, a day ago new england has been like as bipolar as it can be in the last like two weeks well you know what they say about new england if you hate the weather wait 10 wait minutes five minutes yeah Not i know five minutes 10 minutes yeah. what the fuck ever you know what i'm so, <laughs> crappy segue aside, this episode, these two episodes, we're tangenting off of a, a famous monster, a famous subgenre of horror, werewolves. Yeah. You know what's funny? Like, I, I never really found myself like a huge connoisseur of the werewolf. Like, like that was never really a movie that... Like, a monster that I would gravitate to. But after, I, I mean, I watched a good amount of movies, I, I like me some werewolves now. I love werewolves because there's so many different ways to play with them. And, uh, you know, good doggo. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of werewolf movies, but I've seen enough that I like it. And I've always liked the lore. Yeah. I mean, the first werewolf movie I ever probably saw was Teen Wolf. Did you ever see Teen Wolf? Tell me you've seen Teen Wolf, bro. <laughs> of course I saw Teen Wolf. Oh, my it God. It is not on my list, by the way. Oh, my God. I love Teen Wolf. I wanted it to be on my list so bad. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's not on my list either. But you know what I did just for shits and giggles? I watched Teen Wolf 2. <laughs> and it's so funny <laughs> seeing seen. Jason Bateman as a werewolf. Like, there's one scene where someone throws a Frisbee and he catches it like a dog. It's just as fun as the first one. It's just basically more of the same. 
but it's it's super funny to see Marty fucking Bird as a as a, as a funny werewolf. <laughs> yeah, I never saw I never saw Team Wolf two. It's funny. It's it's uh, available for free on Tubi. In folklore, a werewolf or lycanthrope is a human with the ability to shapeshift into a wolf or hybrid creature. Causes range from genetics to curses or afflictions, usually a bite or a scratch from another werewolf. Transformations have been noted to be at will or congruently with the cycle of the moon. <coughs> Feeling there's going to be a lot of howling. I also feel like there's going to be a lot of drinking in this episode. Uh, what are you drinking over there, buddy? Um, I'm kind of being a pussy tonight and drinking some Bud Light seltzers. Oh, you're so lame, dude. It was right yeah. there, available. You could be a pussy with me. Look at this. I'm drinking a silver bullet. Ah, <laughs> uh, ah, uh, so uh, yeah. Okay. Cor- right, Cor's right, Light, right, right. the silver bullet. We're doing this weight loss challenge at work, and so I'm trying to be good. A lot of fatties working with you? Uh, not big. No, no. It, it's, I don't, I don't it, see a lot of skinny of, people trying to lose weight. I mean, I could lose about 10 pounds. Uh, Honestly, you, I, I You know uh, the ju- quickest way to lose an ugly 10 pounds? Chop off your fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> no. It, honestly, apparently so. The guy who started the, the, the challenge, is, he, he had to, he has a doctor's appointment in like May. Oh my and God. And he's just like, I gotta, I gotta lose weight. So his doctor doesn't so yell at him I'm gonna make so that he can shove his face with Boston cream pies again? Actually, you know what? I, I joined it because, you know, if it got me back in, a, in an exercising routine, like I'm, I'm good with it. Good for you. All jokes aside, everyone should uh, stay healthy. So, myths of a werewolf go back as far as people have been documenting stories. Even alluded to in the Bible. This was from Genesis. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning, devouring the prey, and at evening, dividing the spoil. Lycanthropy was used as a punishment in Greek mythology as early as 460 BC. There is artwork depicting a man wearing wolf skin. In Europe, In the early 15th century, up until the 18th century, there were witch trials that often also persecuted werewolves, Uh, sometimes vampires, too, because, you know, people people were fucking crazy. Many of these so-called werewolves were, in fact, serial killers and or cannibals. It was easier to imagine a person being a monster than to realize that someone was, you know, just sick. Bodies found mutilated and discarded were fodder for gossip of bloodthirsty man-wolves. After the witch trials, werewolves became of interest to the gothic horror genre and medieval romance. By the 20th century, they were mainstream in horror and fantasy and still have a stronghold in modern pop culture. Around 1650, lycanthropy was attributed to a disorder of the brain. Clinical lycanthropy, and if I'm saying that wrong, please uh, hit us up at fans of the dead at gmail fans of the dead podcast at gmail.com because uh yeah i'm just i'm just reading this is still known as a rare condition related to psychosis but it has been the diagnosis for many mental health issues for centuries from photosensitivity to rabies modern cases are extremely rare so don't worry your neighbor is probably not a werewolf 
So uh, don't kidnap Steve Buscemi and chain him in your basement. He's just a wily character, okay? Leave him alone. While but none but would, of, none wouldn't you want him chained up in your basement just to, like, hang out with him? I mean, you could probably just ask him if he wants to have a beer with you. You don't have to kidnap the guy. I, I guess so, but I don't know. Kind of takes the fun out of it. <laughs> okay, so anyway... <laughs> None of these patients actually transforms into a wolf or beast, but they may believe that they have the ability to or have the worry that they have in the past. Up to this day, werewolves or similar man-animal hybrid cryptid sightings are reported around the world. Urban legends such as the Wendigo. I'm sure you've heard about the Wendigo. It's a Native American tale that still gets told. I have. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, in America, the Wendigo's big. Uh, in Canada, Lou Garou, yeah, that hey. that's uh, their Wendigo wolf character, Lou Garou. Put a pin in that one. Uh, ah, people yes. still believe the shit is real. So if you're in the forest searching for evidence of Bigfoot, watch your ass, because you never know what else might be lurking underneath the moon. <laughs> that's what I got. <laughs> Want to get right into it? We'll get right into it. You want to start off? Sure. I'd be happy to. Top 10. All right, so I'm glad that we talked about clinical lycanthropy because the first one is not technically a werewolf movie. Well, it could be. It depends on how you look at it. It's all, you know, perception, right? This is from Italy, 1976. La Lupa Manara. La Papi Chulo. Fuck you. That was Spanish, you fucking (laughs) werewolf woman so anik burrell plays daniela a woman who has nightmares that she is a werewolf she finds an old photograph of an ancestor who looks just like her i mean spitting image who was probably her in a wig and black and white you know what i mean Uh, this relative was rumored to shapeshift so as the movie progresses is daniela a werewolf or is she just a lunatic? I don't know. Hmm. It's funny. Now, uh, have you ever heard that old saying, It's a full moon. Oh, the crazies are out tonight. I've heard that. Uh, that goes way back, way, way back to the original word, lunatic, lunacy, which means moonstruck. Uh, basically, epilepsy or madness caused by the moon. Luna. Lunatic, get it? Yeah, yeah. I, I got it. I got it. I'm, 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 I'm feeling you. Anyway, this movie is awesome, even if it's not a werewolf movie per se, because she may just be a psychotic person that likes to have sex in the woods and then kill people. She could maybe she's a black widow spider. I don't know, or a praying mantis. Either way, it's really fun, and there's so much wool. In this movie, we could knit ourselves fucking sweaters. I could use one today. (laughs) Yeah, so basically it's a psychological movie, revenge movie with a lot of cool kills. And she thinks she's a werewolf, so I count it, and that's why I'm putting it at my uh, 10. There you go. Real fun. So, for my number 10, this isn't a full movie. What? But I I watched it the other day. And I actually really liked it. it was, it's a nice, it's a short, because you pulled a short. 
you know, not too long ago. Okay. I forget what it was, but, but fair like, enough. Whatever it was, Susan and I started watching uh, Creep Show. I introduced her to the new Creep Show. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I liked so, this one. Yes. Yeah. So I went with it was from season one, episode two, Bad Wolf Down. Hell yeah. This was a, f- a fun story. Uh, like I said, it was a pretty quick one, but a platoon of American soldiers are forced to hide out at a dilapidated uh, police station during World War II, but they soon discover something is more sinner, sinister than the war that has been unleashed. Sorry, more sinister than war has been unleashed inside the building. So basically, one of the soldiers killed a Nazi soldier like before they went into this uh, police station or whatever, and then they go like hide out and they see there's a woman in a jail cell who reaches for one of the soldiers uh, crosses because it's made of silver mm-hmm. and they event they essentially get locked into this jail cell with this woman who locked herself in this jail cell while one of the the soldiers runs away this becomes a trope in uh, werewolf lore the person not wanting to become the monster and locking themselves up so they don't do anyone else harm right exactly so essentially the the nazi commander finds out that the soldier that was killed was his only son so he obviously is wanting revenge and he finds them in this abandoned police station which i mean i don't know where their nazi like headquarters was like located or how like they found this like area so quickly and uh yeah so was it one of the soldiers was like here take my silver cross you know i know you want to like you know end it but before you do i need you to do something for me and they all get bitten and they all turn into werewolves to take down the nazi army spoiler alert bro it's like 15 minutes long okay yeah but it was an exciting 15 minutes it's an it is an exciting with a lot of cool fucking people a lot of cool people and actually i love i mean in this short amount of time the amount of Easter eggs was was pretty cool. So, like, the names of the American soldiers, uh, one of them was Talby, who was a nod to Lawrence Talbot, played by Lon Chaney. Lon um, Chaney Jr. Lon Chaney Jr., sorry. Although he was credited uh, as Lon Chaney if you watch the movie, which is funny. Yeah. They wanted to sell tickets. Yeah. Uh, Quist is a reference to Robert Picardo's character, Eddie, in uh, The Howling. And then Rivers is a homage to Michael Landon's role as Tony Rivers in I Was a Teenage Werewolf. I mean, it just keeps going on and on and on. Creepshow is a good fucking time. I'm, I'm very excited that the new season is just around the corner. It is. Actually, Susan's really enjoying it. Uh, you failed to mention that the Nazi leader guy, Jeffrey Combs. Oh, that's right. Yes. Kid Cuddy, also uh, in this episode. Great one. Yeah. Loved it. Well, before we move on, you mentioned (laughs) silver. I did. So, various methods have been used to save people from the curse of the wolf. Ancient Greeks and Romans believed that the power of exhaustion could aid a person suffering from lycanthropy. Basically, they thought that the person was tired enough, their wolf form couldn't do much damage. That's not really a great solution. Wolfbane. That was often used as a cure and weapon against wolves. This was pretty stupid, because Wolfbane isn't just fatal to a werewolf, it can kill a regular human as well. 
just like drowning a witch doesn't prove anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> Surgery and exorcisms were also popular remedies. It wasn't until modern literature that silver became the go-to weapon for werewolf hunters. The 1941 movie, The Wolfman, introduced silver into the mythology, and the movie wasn't even Universal's first werewolf movie. That was Werewolf in London, but or Werewolf of London. But due to the main actor's reluctance to putting on too much makeup, it wasn't that popular. So what about if a witch weighs the same as a duck? Does that count? Is, that Is it a really determining a fat duck? Maybe. I mean, ducks, I don't imagine them weighing much. See, I, where, where do people come up with this crap? You throw a woman well, was... in the water, <laughs> and if she drowns, well, she's not a witch. Well, well to, they to all drown. Fair, all of them it, are I dead. Mean, it was, I mean, this was Monty Python's logic. You know, wood floats, ducks float, and so she's a witch. May we burn her? Okay, number nine. 2005, <laughs> Cursed. So we have the writer Kevin Williamson and director Wes Craven. You may that notice. That's one I wanted to get to. You may notice this duo from Scream. Yes, the famous movie Scream. Why wasn't this movie so popular? We'll get to that. Because there's so many. The cast is stacked. The movie is so good. The plot is good. It's funny. It's scary. It's kind of like Scream for Werewolves. You got Christina Ricci and Jesse Eisenberg. They're siblings who get into an accident with a werewolf and are subsequently attacked. They slowly come to terms with and own their transformations. Also in the movie, we got Portia de Rossi, Maya, Shannon Elizabeth, Milo, Ventimiglia, Joshua Jackson, Judy Greer, Nick Offerman, mm-hmm. Scott Baio. He actually played Scott Baio. And motherfucking Derek Mears playing the werewolf. Derek Mears is the man. Rick Baker. His name's going to come up a lot in this episode. He was doing practical effects for, for uh, this movie. But the Weinsteins. They came in and fucked this film up. They had the ending changed. They weren't huge fans of the practical effects. Uh, CGI was like huge at the time. People were like, well, look at what we can do with CGI. So they wanted more CGI. There wasn't a lot of time because of all the reshoots. So some of the CGI really is bad. It's just really bad. But... Um, if you can overlook that, it's a great story, and it's a fun fucking movie. I mean, we've got two horror babes in this. Christina Ricci and, and uh, Judy Greer. The movie's so much fun, and I'd never seen it before until I was looking this up, and I was like, wait, there's a Wes Craven movie with werewolves, and I haven't seen it? But yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was, it was, a, it was one of the movies I, ha- I, I didn't get to. There was probably three or four that... that you know, we're on my list to watch, and I, I, I didn't get to it. That was definitely one of them I wanted to see. Really good. Definitely check it out, man. Nice. All right, so my number nine. I went with, and you know what? I don't know if it's a, a court of, of uh, unpopular opinion or whatever it is, but I actually liked this movie. I went with 2002's Underworld. Okay. I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. 
I see this is not on Mike's list by the look on his face. Uh, yeah, maybe this is a movie I didn't get to. Uh... I think you purposely did not get to it. I, I've seen it. Uh, Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale's in this, yes. Uh, Who big is... fan. I loved her in Click. I did not like Click. What? Yeah, I wasn't a fan. Oh. I don't know. It was weird. Uh, but anyway... Uh, so for for generations, a secret war has raged between vampires and lichens, uh, an ancient species of werewolf. After years of fighting between the two enemy races, the vampires have seemingly gained the upper hand following the death of the lichen leader Lucian at the hands of a vampire named Craven. Yeah, so, we're not pulling any uh, punches here. Yeah, so I mean, this war has been raging for centuries. A secretive clan of modern aristocratic sophisticates and their mortal enemies, the Lycans, a shrewd gang of street thugs who prowl the uh, city's underbelly when the beautiful young vampire death dealer, Selene, who is assigned to hunt down and eradicate the last of the Lycans, undercovers a plot by the Lycans to capture Michael Corvin, a human who holds the key to end the war. Hmm. So Um, Kate Beckinsale, is she a vampire or a werewolf? She is a vampire. Ah, oh, bitch. Well, you know, but... Man, but, um, these vampires, they've been ruling the world for too long. You gotta you gotta get the blue-collar guys a chance. Like, the, let the werewolves after, have a few decades. But after Michael is bitten by a lichen, she must decide which side she has to pick. Because she seems to fall for this person. I liked it. I know it's, you know, not your typical like werewolf movie. It's a good action movie for sure. Yeah, definitely. And there's like a thousand Um, of them, right? I think there's like three or four. That's it. Uh, I really thought that it it went five or six. I don't. I don't know. I've seen the first one. I haven't seen any other ones. Oh, could be. Uh, Selene, being a Greek name, uh, Selenophile. Seleniophile is a name for someone who loves the moon, and Selene is the Greek name for the goddess of the moon, which oh. I thought was pretty interesting. Vampire uh, that loves the wolf. Uh, apparently, Len Weissman, who uh, wanted David Bowie to appear as a vampire in the movie at the Vampire's Feast, but due to some time problems, it did not work out. Yeah. No, fun fun movie. Like you said, a good, good action movie. I've I've always liked it. I, I like the versus thing, you know, werewolves yeah. pitted against uh, vampires. One of the movies that didn't make my list that I saw uh, was Strippers versus Werewolves. Yeah, <laughs> it was very exciting. I don't know why it didn't get more more praise because Robert Englund was in it. Although I have seen him in a lot of strippers versus movies. <laughs> I think he just likes hanging out in strip clubs. I don't know. Well, uh, who does? there was a cool ready uh, Little Red Riding Hood. Uh, sequence anyway going on to number eight 2000 ginger snaps now i i've mentioned this movie before but i'm uh, i'm a real fan of this it's different it takes on the female perspective of transformation bridget and ginger are inseparable sisters who are super dark and are beyond morbid i mean they're dark as fuck yeah yeah, that's that's safe to say. Yeah. So after being relentlessly bullied, actually we uh, talked about this on our bully episode. They they want to prank their neighbor who's a super bitch, but the prank goes awry and Ginger is attacked by the Bailey Downs beast. 
Bailey Downs. It goes awry is an understatement. Well, yeah. So Bailey Downs is the town they live in. Also, the town from A Christmas Horror Story. We've also talked about that. So anyway, Ginger's transformation runs parallel with puberty and, air quotes here, the change. (laughs) The change. Anyway, so this is a good coming-of-age story. It's a cool werewolf movie. Some of the best FX in the movie are actually from the opening slideshow that the girls made. It's like a bunch of, like fake suicides that they did like some really cool shit there Uh, also a great story of siblings it shows what you'll do to protect a brother or a sister even if they're being an asshole they're still family yeah no i i I really like this movie i mean you talked about being morbid i mean they was it they take pictures of like them in death scenes and i mean your typical late 90s early 2000s like goth chick yeah yeah they did that for class it's fucked up so uh yeah. also i've said before that typo negative uh has a song called wolf moon i think it should have been the theme song for this movie i mean l- listen to the lyrics the 28th day she'll be bleeding again and in lupine ways will alleviate the pain I also want to say to your Peter Steele is right on point to uh, people out there rhyming nature and rapture do not rhyme just because it looks like it rhymes on paper doesn't mean it's phonetically a rhyme again and in true again in pain don't rhyme but I you know God rest his soul Peter Steele is fucking cool, so he could do whatever he wants with his deep ass That was a big typo negative fan. Yeah, and I want to put it, a lot of people think that he killed himself or that he died of a drug overdose. No, it was sepsis. I didn't hear that. He, he had a disorder, and he died of sepsis. So, so yeah, oh. it, it, was, it was a tragic death. Yeah. All right. On that happy note. <laughs> I'm so sorry to bring it down. So my number eight... I'm going with 1996's Bad Moon. Bad Moon Rising. (laughs) Close, but no. So while researching in the jungle with his girlfriend, Margie, and a group of natives, Ted, and the group are attacked by a beast and only... Uncle Ted? Uncle Ted. Uncle Ted is attacked and... Only the wounded Ted survives uh, when his sister, uh, Janet... Now, mind you, I believe his girlfriend was attacked while they were, like... Fucking? Fucking, right? Yes, yeah, yes. In a, yeah. So, when his sister Janet learns that Ted is uh, back home, she invites him to bring his uh, Airstream trailer. Which is... no. It's funny. The director was like, hey, no one caught it, but that Airstream trailer was shaped... Like a silver bullet. Correct. However, like the opening scene, like after like that whole, you know, the opening jungle scene, you have that like dickhead like guy who tries to like provoke the dog and he's like, you'll hear from my lawyer. It's like, oh, okay. You're like, I'm a fucking lawyer too. You're like, Let, let's play this game. Let's go. Yeah, that was. But that was a pretty cool scene. That was a, that was a really cool scene. Basically, uh, a scammer came to the main character's family's house uh, trying to scam them and he got out scammed. He got out scammed. 
Yes. And he got really out scammed later. Yes. Um, but yeah, so Ted accepts the invite. And where the camper was like placed, how did he get that there? Like, I feel like it didn't look like it was a place that was very accessible. So it, it was a lake. The only thing I was wondering is, where the fuck is his truck? Yes. He has a camper, but he doesn't have anything to, yeah, exactly. Like, he doesn't have anything to pull it with. But yeah, so he, he's welcomed uh, by Janet and Brett, but their dog Thor is very weary. And like he obviously can tell something's, like, fucked up. Janet suspects and finds evidences that Ted is a werewolf. So I guess this was a novel that I didn't realize. The movie made, I guess, a lot of changes from the book, particularly in the makeup of the family. So I guess um, in the in the novel, it was like a full family, two parents, and there was three children as well as the dog who sees the family as a pack which he must defend at all costs. It's a good dog. Good boy. Good boy. The dog's, per- good boy. The dog's perceptions of the events are treated in great detail as the relationship between him and him and the human family and his confusion as to whether the werewolf is a threat or a family you know does he take him out or does he not who knows but yeah like like you said uh, the airstream is meant to suggest a silver bullet i guess in this in the scene which janet makes breakfast brett's watching werewolf in london werewolf of london 1935 the movie i uh, talked about yes yeah, uh, and Uncle Ted, like, Brett and Uncle Ted, like, argue about werewolf lore. Actually, the lore that Brett argues is that that everyone knows about, such as details about silver bullets and wolfsbane, come from the Wolfman 1941, like you just said. Which Kurt Siodmak just made up, like you said. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of a, a story that we've been changing forever we don't we don't know how werewolves work we're just making shit up as we go you could say we're trying on clothes without tags to see what fits i love that line i'm gonna use it anytime that it works i'm gonna use that fucking line okay it's such a good line i love it and one of the the things i saw about pieces that people didn't like were like no one says that shit I say that shit now. <clears throat> the clouds pull apart. A full moon slips in and out between the remnants. The ice-coating main street glows like a dead bone. In the night, something begins to howl. Stephen King's Cycle of the Werewolf. Many people will know this as Silver Bullet from 1985. So originally the concept was for... Uh, I guess it was a calendar of sorts. So every month in the calendar is another short story. And there was an illustration by Bernie Wrightson. Really cool. Technically, it's a novella. It's Stephen King's shortest book. As you can see, it's only a billion pages long. That's that's crazy for Stephen King. Yeah. So Corey Haim is a curious boy who happens to have Gary Busey as an uncle. So you know shit gonna get crazy. <laughs> this may be a nostalgic pick, because I saw this movie, and I read the novella very young, but it's fun. If you have the chance, I recommend you take the trip to Tarker Mills, Maine. It's right next to Chester's Mill, Derry, and Castle Rock. You ready? 
I feel like a virgin on prom night. So that whole section of Maine is what you're saying is just a section of a clusterfuck. Yeah, Maine is a really big state, and I wouldn't go there ever. <laughs> no. That that portion of Maine? Hell no. It's it's funny because like, in some stories, they joke about other stories, and they're like, oh, yeah, no big deal. Like, what, what do we have? We have the ZD killer. Oh, that was on Garvey Road, right? Yeah. The chick burned the, the ZD so her husband killed her and put her heart on a stake in the front lawn. I mean, that's pretty horrific. I, don't don't I, get me I wrong. Shouldn't laugh at, I shouldn't laugh at that because it was a thing that actually happened, and it was literally, like, you know, five seconds from where I used to work. But, the, like, if from an outside perspective, that story is fucking fascinating. Like, a heart on a stake. I, I have to say... He should have known going into marriage that his wife couldn't cook because it's not easy to burn pasta. You have no. to let the water boil out and just sit in a pot. Yeah, that I mean, that's hours, it, right? It kind of makes me feel like there might have been something else going on. There's a chance. Yeah, yeah. There's a possible chance that this was pre-provoked. <laughs> no, mind you, this is in a very affluent neighborhood. Yes. Number seven. I went with 2015's Howl. Howl? Howl, yes. This was on Shudder. So this is about an Alpha Tracks train guard, Joe Griffin, who was just recently turned down for a, uh, a promotion as a supervisor. Uh, he's forced to do a, a shift, a double shift. Like, he literally just got off of his shift, and his douchebag supervisor who just got the job said, Hey, uh, somebody banged out. Uh, you got to... Uh, you got to work tonight. And he's like, I just fucking finished my shift. He's like, well, guess what? You're doing a fucking another one. Okay, so you're, you're doing, doing an accent. Right. I'm going to believe this is a, a British movie? Yes. Okay. I, I haven't so, heard of this uh, one. So this is on Shudder? Yeah, it's on Shudder. Cool. Howl. Nice. It's, it, it, it's actually really good. I was uh, I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. Uh, so he's forced to do an overnight shift, which, you know, can, the only good thought is that he gets to work with, you know, the nice, pretty, like, tea-serving chick. You know, so he has an interest in her. So that's, Who, he's Who's like, this you know tea-serving okay, chick? Because I've never seen this movie. I've never heard about it. So I don't know anything. Okay, this is Ellen, played by Holly Holly Weston. Okay. Nice. Uh, sorry, the tea trolley girl, as that was, is, uh, is what it's called. But anyway... So it's an overnight train leaving uh, London at midnight to go to Eastboro. Okay. It's far from right. Westboro. It is. All, actually, funny story. Eastboro is actually Hudson. I don't get the joke. It's a full moon. There's a heavy thunderstorm as the train is like going. A few miles before it hits the station, it nearly derails as it like hits a, the train hits a deer and it gets like wedged underneath. Oh, the, my uh, God. Which I would thought it would go right through it, but, you know. Slice like, it? Apparently yeah, not. No, no. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it would, uh, but, but, you know, that's gruesome sounding. Yeah, but anyway, so, you know, the train is stuck, and the driver goes out, check the situation, he finds the dead deer. And conductor. moving the deer, he gets... Conductor, sorry. Mr. Conductor. Thank you. He gets some blood on him, which attracts the attention of a werewolf, and is attacked and killed... Unaware of the danger, the remaining passengers, consisting of Kate, Adrian, Matthew, Billy, Nina, Paul, and Ged. 
I'm guessing. I don't remember them saying all these people's names, but apparently they did. <laughs> the credits are good for that because I'm so bad with names that I, I look at the credits. <laughs> I'm like, uh, who are these fucking people? And then I have to look up their faces. And I'm like, oh, okay. Basically, they're all on the train all night trying to survive. And there's there's no way because there's no service. There's no way to get like an emergency emergency team to them as the werewolf is attacking the train it's such a fun movie the werewolf is badass looking some great kills is it practical or uh cgi or both i want to say it was mo- it looked mostly practical nice uh, so a lot of a lot of the movies that i i have on my list unfortunately are heavily cgi'd but yeah I would love a new werewolf movie that's, like, practically done. Uh, Lee Winnell was on board with Blumhouse to do the new Wolfman. But, unfortunately, he dropped out. And Ryan Gosling is going to be the new Wolfman. So, ladies rejoice. I I don't know if it's going to be good. I hope it's good. I really, really hope it's good because I would love for a new universal monster resurgence. That's like, that's my shit. I I would love it. So, you know, I think we need, I just hope it's more practical. I'd I'd love a, I'd love a nice new Frankenstein movie. I'm just really hoping they don't fuck up a werewolf movie. True. Yeah. Yeah. So number six, six, 2014. We're going to Canada, eh? Canadian? So I, I mentioned that Canada has their own type of Wendigo called Lou Guru. So the main character in this movie, his name's Lou. Lou Guru. Guru. Which means the wolf. Very subtle. Very subtle there. Uh, wolf cop. So, uh, all right. So I, I love this. So when I think of werewolves, what I love about the lore or in my head anyway, is you're just a regular guy and you're kind of afraid that you may turn into a monster. It's not you doing these evil things. It's the monster inside of you. It's kind of like alcoholism. You know, you, you, you black out and you don't remember what happened last night. Your friends are like, dude, you're so crazy. You beat the fuck out of that guy. And, and you're like, that wasn't me. That was Lou Garou. That was the werewolf. So, this guy, not only is a werewolf, but he's also an alcoholic. So it kind of, kind of shits on that theory. But um, and also the worst cop in the precinct. Not a great cop. He's just kind of there, doing just enough not to get fired. You had those claws and those teeth. Plus, you know, you were drunk, so I knew it was you. So Officer Lugaru becomes victim of a satanic ritual that has some lupine side effects. Hilarious over-the-top gore, along with a drunken whodunit of sorts. A lot of shape-shifting, a lot of, like, don't go in this looking for a serious werewolf movie. Go into this movie looking for fun. Lou is hilarious. He's just as drunken, I don't give a fuck type of cop and he gets put on an on an assignment and he's just like god damn it now i gotta do work it's like yeah get off your bar stool and do some work and his sidekick his sidekick is awesome i love <laughs> his best friend is hilarious this movie is hilarious 
And that's why it's my number six, because it is super fun. It is super fun. I laughed my balls off during this entire movie. It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, th- this one, really good. And I, and I it was funny, like the, it was one of the first ones that I watched when you said we were going to do uh, Werewolves. Just because I remember, like, whatever episode you said, you're like, oh, you know, sometimes I want to watch The Exorcist or like something like that. But you know what? I also want to watch Wolf Cop. And I'm like, I have to watch Wolf Cop. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we were talking about people shitting on movies that aren't, like, Oscar-worthy. And it's like, you know, you don't have to be such a pretentious asshole all the time. And sometimes you want to watch Goodfellas. But other times, you might just want to watch someone shoot someone in the face on Main Street. Yeah. It's a subtle yeah, reference to when the guy got shot in the face, in the face? on Main Street. On Main, on Main Street, yeah. 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 Norm ended up moving yeah. after that. <laughs> so, my number six... We're going to go back to 2000. We're going to take a drive on into Bailey Downs. We're going to go Ginger Snaps. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you've already kind of dove into this one where uh, Ginger is 16, uh, edgy, tough, and with her younger sister into staging and photographing scenes of death. They made they made a pact about dying together. Oh yeah, they did the blood. You could see they did the blood hands. Yeah. Like they cut their yeah, that, their that's... hands and they they what, what was that called? We we did spit brothers. Yeah. You spit in your palm and shake hands. They actually cut their their hands, and they did the blood blood sisters, not blood yeah. brothers. Yeah. But, but yeah, you know, you know, on the night of her. Period, uh, which also happened to be on a full moon, she is bitten by a werewolf, and yeah, and definitely some changes to her body while her sister is trying to help her out through uh, Sam, who is a local doper. And doper, to... really doper. Who the doper. fuck are you? He's a guy with a van that sells weed. He's not a doper. Well, it's shut up. It was the description that uh, you know, whatever. But anyway. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, who's also the boyfriend of the douchebag next door, which they tried to pull a prank on. Yes, Barbie. Yeah. I don't know if that's her name. Which didn't, which didn't really go so well. No. Like you said. It went awry. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so uh, great movie. I believe they made three of these. Yeah, so there is a part two and a part three. <laughs> but it's the same actresses, though, right? Uh... Part two, yes. Uh, part three, I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen the sequels. Uh, I really do love the original. It was actually on the last drive-in, I believe, last season. A lot of fun. Yeah. So, uh, apparently, so uh, Catherine Isabel and Emily Perkins, the two sisters, uh, they auditioned on the same day. They were born in the same hospital, attended the same schools, and worked through the same talent agency. So, basically, they did, like, everything together. And uh, they also ended up on uh, Supernatural together. But they did it separately. It just happened to be congruent. Yes. But still coincidental. Cool. I guess they had trouble getting funding because, you know, violent situations in in schools. Because I guess they were filming right after uh, Columbine happened. Yeah, well, I mean, this was, it did come out in 2000. So, yeah, I I could see the disdain for violence in high schools. Uh, I mean, I mean. I uh, know a good amount of it did take place in high school. 
but mostly it was about their their home lives and how you know being a teenager is rough being a person's rough yeah. i mean i agree yeah. yeah definitely okay i guess that's it for for the first half anyway now i don't know about you but to get in a headspace for you know writing and and all, all of you know the research that we had to do to to do this episode. I listened to a lot of music. There's a lot of werewolf music. Yeah, like some. No, not some. I made a whole playlist, <laughs> and I, I will post the the link to the playlist on on our Twitter. But I would like to end out this episode with a song from my brother, Sean. He was is I I don't know. I I believe they're on hiatus. The band is Static Electric. And the song is The Hunters. And you could see why I picked it for this song. Because it's a werewolf song. Is it? No, probably not. But it it fits. And they said we could use it. So I'd like to close out with with that. So I'd like to thank Sean, obviously. Roger and Danielle. Great song. It used to be on iTunes. I searched it up. I can't find it on iTunes. So... I don't know. Maybe we can bootleg it. If we bootleg it enough, maybe they'll join forces again. Put out a third album. That'd be nice. All right. You can catch us on iTunes and Spotify and everywhere in between. We're pretty much everywhere. If you're listening to us right now, that's where we are. Like, keep listening to us there. You know, maybe give us a like or a follow or a subscribe or you know, the heart button, whatever button there is, just hit all the fucking buttons. Like, slam the keyboard. Do that for us. We'd appreciate it. Basically, thank you for listening. Man, we definitely appreciate all of you. Yeah. Uh, check us out. We're on Instagram, uh, Fans of the Dead Podcast. Uh, we are on the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, uh, the PFPN. Check us out. Flagship by the Attack of the Killer Podcast uh, show. Great show, actually. Check us out on Facebook, Fans of the Dead. We have a website, fansofthedead.com, where you can get your T-shirts, look at all our episodes, our YouTube videos. Yeah. we got to get back to that. Yeah, YouTube, uh, Fans of the Dead. I heard a rumor that there may be a Mandy video going up soon. Is there? I don't know. I just made it up. (laughs) There is is partial video. There's There's a lot of animation that needs to go into that one. You can catch us on, I don't know why you can catch us. Don't catch us. We're not Pokemon. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. <laughs> Fans of the Dead 1, the number one, on Twitter. Uh, follow us there. Fans of the Dead Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to suggest a further tangent, maybe you want us to talk about vampires. Maybe you want to talk about witches. I don't know. Whatever the fuck you want us to talk about, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Just send us an email. Tell us we suck. We'll uh, We'll talk it out. At least then we'll know people are listening. Yeah. Oh, we're not just shouting into the void. I'd still shout into the void anyway. I'd shout it into the void with you any day, Jeremy. <laughs> okay. As always, have fun. Be safe. Peace.
You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.